K-E-R-A-F-M, Dallas. The daffodil-colored Angus prune tune rings to the silver microphone the dazzling talents of Peacock Blue Timbrook Taylor, Dusky John Cleese, brown-headed David Hatch, rose-tinted Joe Kendall, and chocolate-covered Bill Oddie. And here is the golden voice of the nation's heartthrob, John Otto Cleese. It's I'm sorry, I'll read that again. Again. <laughs> This is the program that gives children a chance to make themselves familiar with the language of musicians. You're <laughs> And now meet the orchestra. Hello, orchestra. Hello, Last week we... But first, do you remember this tune? The You do? Then you're far too old to be listening to this rubbish. Last week, you'll remember, Uncle John told you what to do with your instruments. <laughs> and, uh, and this week, I'll tell you how to play them. <laughs> now, when I go... First, oh, I give up. Good. First, as a special treat, we have with us the famous composer and conductor, Herr Lacker, who is, of course... <laughs> Also, the leader and father of several of the Hair Lacquer family singers. <laughs> Let's join him as he's putting the finishing touches to his latest work, the Rhubarb Cantata. <laughs> See how much effort and labor goes into every single note. <laughs> <laughs> as he tests out the musical abilities of his children. Right, let's get in tune. Uh, uh, now? What is it, Fritz? I just swallowed your copy of Handel's Messiah. Ah, I knew you had music in you. Here, Otto. Otto, put this, put this light bulb in your mouth once I plug your fingers into the electric socket. Now switch on. Has it lit up? No. It's no good. You'll never be a conductor. Are they still, are they still in tune? Let's see what you've picked up since last week. Oh, yes, very nice. Tell her to wait outside. Right? Uh, good. Right now, you all remember what a clef is? Yes. yes. Well, see from now what this is. Listen. <laughs> it's a clef hanger ending. Still <laughs> in tune? Uh, Josephine, you're flat. You're not in tune either. Again? <laughs> And now it is time to meet the orchestra. <laughs> when a lot of people get together to make music, there are two things that keep them going. Beer and money. <laughs> of course, quite a few people work in a band like this. And quite a few don't. So first, let's just run over some of the musicians. Now, here's Brian. He's on bass. Here's Donald. He's on drums. Here's Derek. He's on clarinet, and here's Kenneth. He's on gin and tonic. <laughs> There's Cedric. Play.
playing the guitar, Brian playing the trombone, and David. musicians and their instruments. Don't forget, for best results, keep them well-oiled. <laughs> Finally, it's story time, where yeah. each week we tell you a story with musical symbols and several other instruments. And today, you can help me make up the story. Oh, goody, goody. Goody. Oh. It's all about a wicked baron. Now, who is And a lovely young fairy. Oh, what's his name? A lovely... <laughs> Lovely young fairy princess. Yeah. Now, now, now let's hear the music for the wicked baron. And here's the lovely young princess. There she is. And listen, here comes a handsome young prince. And they all live next door to each other. The princess was a lady of purity and innocence. <laughs> the prince had great charm. Charming. And the baron was wickedly handsome. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> the princess was very lonely and very bored, because she never had much on. Except her black silk bra. <laughs> she was really rather sad. She used to think, if only someone would love me for my... Innocence, and not just for my trombone <laughs> <unknown> play. <laughs> At last, one day, the handsome prince came to the castle and met the princess. Oh, I bet she was tickled. Uh, alas, cried the princess. Uh, my, my life is so empty and barren. Oh, oh yeah, baby. Uh, <laughs> it's also so beautiful, said the prince. Uh, your eyes are like the eyes of a gentle little doe. Oh, overcome with emotion, uh, the prince uh, turned and ran... His ice cold fingers up and down her lovely spine. No, 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 now let's have that one again. She said. No. <laughs> did you, did you all feel those fingers? That's enough, she said. Oh, dear. The prince. Uh, uh, oh, no, no, the princess. Look, look, you're messing up my... <laughs> And you've ruined my... She said. Oh, I'll... <laughs> you for this. <laughs> look, look, when does the wicked baron come in? Just about now. Hey! hey! on this chair with this nice, new, comfortable, bright green cushion. Thank you very much, that. <laughs> I do beg your pardon. <laughs> <laughs> I call it a cushy poop, you see. I've only just got it. <laughs> Most humiliating. <laughs> isn't it humiliating? Yes, sir. Very, very humiliating indeed, isn't it? <laughs> My Joe, it's humiliating. 
sit down again. Well, I'd rather No, 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 go on, sit down again. Go on. All oh, right. Isn't that humiliating? Again, again. Go on, go on. Go on, go on, go on. All right, all right, that's enough. Don't overdo it. Ah, now then, what do you want? You sent for me, sir. Oh, yes, yes. Um, what was your name again? Watkins, sir. Oh, yes, I'd better write it down, just in case I forget. Um, have you a pen I can borrow? Oh, yes, sir. Oh, my word, what a nice pen. Oh. Oh, dear, I seem to have crushed it under my heel. <laughs> Never mind, you can have this one. Oh, thank you, sir. Open it up and have a look at it. Well, I'd rather not. Nonsense, go on, open it up. Oh. <laughs> oh, no, that surprised you, didn't it? <laughs> Very surprising. Uh, it's an exploding van museum. Oh. <laughs> oh, well, I'll wrap this handkerchief round. It'll soon stop. Now then, um, oh, what, do you, what do you want? You sent for me, sir. So I did, so I did. I wonder why. Probably just to humiliate you, I expect. Was it, was it about the rise, I asked Ah, for? that was it. Oh, yes, yes, that's it. Oh. As from April the 4th, you will have an increase in salary of £1,000 a year. How about that? <laughs> oh, sir, I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, Watkins, you're fired. <laughs> Why? Well, partly because we're having to cut down on staff, and partly because I enjoy it. No, no, that's an exaggeration. It's purely because I enjoy it. Now, this is where we say goodbye. Um, what was your name again? Watkins, sir. Oh, yeah. Oh, and there is one other little thing. Um, as from last year, all my employees leaving the firm have to pay back all the wages they've earned. Now, in your case, that would be £4,997, but let's just call it around £75 million. You can't do this to me. Yes, I can. But no, I've, I've had enough. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say my piece. You, you, you can listen or lump it. Twenty-five years I've worked for your lousy firm. Twenty-five years I've sweated over my loom. And I have my rights, you know. Sweated labour, that's what they call it. And you can't get away with it. You can't write rough cut over all my hopes and dreams. Does the trade union movement mean nothing to you today? Is this the new Jerusalem? Is it the green and pleasant land we have striven for? You've got egg on your chin. Oh, have I, sir? No. <laughs> well, run along now. I've finished with you. Yes, yes, thank you, sir. Jolly good. Oh, and if you see uh, Watkins outside, uh, tell him I want to see him, will you? Now, here is a news flash introduced by Timbrook Taylor. The House of Commons closed for the winter recess today. Throughout the afternoon, parents were arriving to collect MPs and take them home for the holidays.
think you move me. <laughs> Come on, hold me tight. <laughs> and now, episode six of our adventure serial, The Curse of the Flying Wombat. Or who put the tang in lemon meringue? The story so far. Last week we left our hero Tim Brown Windsor in uh, where was it? Uh, Hong Kong? No, I don't think so. Oh. Uh, well, does anyone remember? Anyone remember? Does anyone, does anyone, anyone remember, remember where, where we finished? I remember! Ah, oh, yes. Uh, well, a particularly scruffy member of the studio uh, audience, appalling little man, does seem to remember where we got to last week, and he's climbing up onto the stage now. Uh, how do you do? Uh, I'm a very great honour to be here, sir, and if I don't win a thing, I don't mind of enjoying myself. Yes, well... <laughs> It's not often we get the chance to meet an ugly little weevil like you. Yes, uh, you don't mind my calling you an ugly little weevil, Not a bit, sir, not no, a bit. Good, no, good, because that's what you are. Yes. You're ugly, 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 ugly. Yes. Well, shall I start? Yes. Right, the story so far. Tim Brown Windsor and his friends are about to set sail for Aberdeen in search of the green-eyed little yellow dog, pursued by Cassie O'Sullivan and Masha Wilkins. And anyway, Tim's fiance, Fiona Rabbit back, he moved his guy to Jim Ladder Cabin Boy and his guys had abducted by somebody, and so the others went back to get her again. And then there's Lady Constance and Old Hats and Captain Cleese and Old Peapod and Grimling and everybody in all doing the most extraordinary things because he wanted to get Jim Lad back and everything and things like that. Very good. You can go away now. Thank you very much. Can I have my box? No, no. Before you go, let's all give you a great big hand for being such an ugly little weevil. Thank you. No, no, no. On second thoughts, let's all give me a great big hand for being such a handsome brute. <laughs> so, Fiona Rabbit Vacuum has been carried off by some mysterious villain. Who was he? Where did he take her? What did he do with her? Took one look at her and brought her straight back. <laughs> so good. Next morning, after breakfasting on cucumbers and radishes, we set sail with a fair wind. <laughs> Three days later, Captain Cleese sits below decks, writing in his log. Well, they might have given him a cabin. They did. <laughs> it was a log cabin. cabin. Yeah. <laughs> February the 18th of August. How time flies. <laughs> Morning, Mr. Hatch. Brought up my cocoa at 8 o'clock. Served him right for drinking it at 7.30. <laughs> Good morning, Captain. I brought up your cocoa. Uh, it's all right. I've already told them. <laughs> uh, now, what were you going to say? It's very rough, sir. Yes, but we still get paid for doing it. <laughs> Mind you, the sea's pretty rough, too. In fact, I feel quite seasick. Uh, where are the crew? They're up on the deck, heaving too. <laughs> up on deck, there was great excitement. Oh, hooray. <laughs> For the lookout had sighted a school of whales. that as it may. I must pop below for a second. It probably won't be as good as the first, but here goes. Hello, darling. Fancy meeting you. Great powers, I know that voice. Yes, darling. It's me, Maisie Robinson. Not the international temptress. The same. 
Oh, at least very similar. Of course, I recognize you now. The beard had me fooled for a moment. <laughs> when did you shave it off? Oh, Tim. <laughs> Tim, that's still the same old joker and the same old joke. <laughs> All these years and you still haven't changed. Well, it's a nice shirt. Ah. <laughs> uh, do you remember when you first met me? Of course, you were breeding those large, rabbit-like creatures. Yes, it was air-raising. Maisie! <laughs> Maisie, we're alone, but if anyone comes in there, get the wrong impression. But we're not doing anything. That's what's wrong. <laughs> All right, let me tempt you. No, no, seriously, I'm, I'm changed. I'm no longer attracted by loose women. I'm wearing a ring, and you... You know what that means? Not... Yes, but you used to be so masculine. That's not what it means. <laughs> Very well, then. Very well, then. Hold my hand. No, no, I don't want to. Take me in your arms. There's no point. Give me. Means nothing. Undress me. That's more like it. Ah, <laughs> uh, there's someone coming. Damn. It's all right. I shall disguise myself in this false red nose. I say, it's rather brightly coloured, isn't it? Yes, but all my boyfriends find it very attractive. You don't mean... Yes, my lovers like a red, red nose. <laughs> Look through the door. I can't, it's made of wood. But, but, but I know those footsteps. It's my fiancé, Fiona Rabbit vacuum. Quick, I must change my accent. Too late. Timothy, what are you doing with that strange man? It's a woman. I thought it was a strange man. <laughs> We would like to mention at this point that Miss Candle is playing both Maisie Robinson and Fiona Rabbit vacuum. See if you can spot which is which. I thought it was a strange man. Who are you calling strange? Did you spot the difference? <laughs> to help you... Whenever Miss Candle is playing Maisie Robinson, she has on her false red nose. And when she's playing Fiona Rabbit vacuum, she has on her real red nose. Next week... We shall be having another woman in to help out. <laughs> but we're rather short of false noses. You don't? You don't mean... Yes, I want some red noses for a new lady. <laughs> well, do carry on. You brave Nazi. Oh, don't quarrel. You call a woman... Please, Fiona, amazing. You slut. Who are you calling a slut? I'm not quite <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Oh, <laughs> Auntie! Uh, we would uh, like to mention at this point that Mr. Brooke Taylor is playing both Tim Brown Windsor and Tim Brown Windsor's auntie, Lady Constance de Coverlet. Let's hear those lines again. Oh, <laughs> Auntie! Lady Constance! See you in the rubbish vacuum! Who is this? It's my auntie! I'm Maisie Rabbit Robinson. No, you're Fiona Robin Vacuum. Timothy. <laughs> Timothy. Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that? Fake news, Lady Constance. Your oh. identical twin sister is arriving in the next episode. <laughs> For a fortnight or less, the flying wombat sailed the watery main. We passed the time fishing, and the captain caught a pair of boots. Look, two nice souls. <laughs> no, don't touch them, sir. Why not? They might be electric heels. <laughs> On Wednesday, we threw several lines over the side. 
On Thursday, the ship was becalmed. Oh, it's so hot and sultry. Water, water, water. Water day for a daydream. Captain, please help me up from bed. I'm covered in monkey food bites. Ah, oh, Lady Constance, so you're coming up to scratch. <laughs> I've never seen anything like this, sir. How old are you, Grimling? 108, sir. Is that a fact? No, it's a lie. <laughs> oh, look, sir, the sea, the sea is full, full of horrible, slimy creatures twisting and turning. That's only Lady Constance gone for a quick dip. <laughs> and the waters are turning dank and stagnant, and the crew, they're turning dank and stagnant, and the sky is deeply hurried up, and the sky, the sky is deeply hurried, horrible blue. Yes, and the sun, the sun hanging in the rigging like a round red ball. No, that's my balloon, sir. <laughs> but suddenly there came a noise from the crow's nest. A breeze at last. I feel like a new man. How about me, Ducky? <laughs> oh, we haven't had a puff for weeks. Mm. <laughs> oh, the cloud is getting nearer and darker and huger. Oh, so. He's raving again. No, no, it's Hurricane Flossie. Not my identical twin sister. Quick, hand me that mirror. White Captain. I need a moment to reflect. <laughs> By Jove, I'm a handsome brute. <laughs> All hands will come. Man the boats, women and children first. Off to you, Auntie. Quick, go to the boat. Oh, oh, Flying wombats go to the bottom. You can't sing much lower. Will they ever get the green eyed little yellow dog? Have you joined the Angus Prune fan club yet? What will happen next week? Aren't I a handsome brute? You won't miss next week's episode, will you? No, not a Exotic rhythm of the Angus Prune tune. Exotic rhythm. We close this edition of I'm Sorry, I'll Read It Again, which was written this week by Graham Garden and Bilotti, with further material by Peter Hutchins and Peter and David Lund. The gaily coloured voices you heard belong to Tim Brooke Taylor, John Cleese, David Hatch, Joe Kendall and Bilotti, who also wrote the songs. At this point, we would like to deny the vicious rumour now circulating about our producer, Humphrey Barclay. But I'm afraid we can't. <laughs> So, uh, there it is until the same time again next week, when you'll hear John Otto Cleese say... Yes, I'm sorry, I'll read that again. Again.
possible with funds provided by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. This is NPR, National Public Radio. To the height of this great argument, I may assert eternal providence and justify the ways of God to men. Blockbuster this Saturday from 7 in the morning till 6 at night. Restoration, rakes, and revolution. Taking the cue from one of our most popular blockbusters, The Age of Reason, we present the late 17th century, roughly 1660 to roughly 1700. The poetry of Dryden and Milton, the plays of Moliere and Congreve, the music of Lully, Purcell, and Corelli. The blockbuster this Saturday, Restoration, Rakes, and Revolution from KERA-FM, Dallas. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.